Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit, please hit the like button as well as the subscribe button. What's good, Danny? How have you been? I've been good, dude. Very good, actually. Had a very relaxing, cold weekend, bro. Is it still cold? Is it cold by you as well right now? Yeah, cold and raining and yeah, just not good in any way, shape or form. Yeah, dude, just like same, same in South Florida. Again, obviously it's not as bad as, uh, you know, family and friends we have in New York. They're getting crushed. I have friends in Charlotte getting snow, but yeah, bro. Like I know it's January, so it's meant to be winter here. But bro, I don't remember most days waking up and it's 50 degrees like every day, you know, consecutively. So just getting used to that. But besides that, man, getting uh, prepped for the run. I got my marathon on uh, on Sunday that I'm just trying to get my mind and body right. Um, I feel like I'd be okay. Dude, if, if I had to ask you what you think for yourself would be the hardest part for a marathon, what would be the one thing you would say? of the actual marathon or preparation the actual marathon like the hardest thing about the actual marathon what what would you say you would think it would be for yourself i think for me it's a good question um i don't know i mean shit just the marathon itself like i don't like running for long distances yeah. so I, <laughs> fucking two miles in i'd be like why did my dumb ass sign up for this why? that would be the hardest part <laughs> yeah, dude, so for me, initially going into it, I thought it was going to be like lung capacity, right? Like, mm -hmm. am I am I going to be like wheezy six miles, eight miles in, right? And I think I've mastered, mastered. I think I feel very comfortable in my training for that, bro. But what I'm seeing now, like in my fear that I'm trying to do my, you know, I'm going to chiropractors like before, I'm going to a cryotherapist before, is do like my body. Like I'm hoping my body doesn't just fail me, dog. Because like I'm having like, aches in the shoulder now so now running for eight nine ten miles and like these warm-up runs bro like there's like a lingering pain like someone stabbing me in my back and it's like nothing to do with my legs my feet feel fine my lungs can you know i can run for 20 25 30 miles no issues but i'm like bro like please body don't fail me dog because like that's like the last thing on my mind that i thought i was gonna have to worry about and i feel like yeah these last couple week, uh, weeks i've been having little you know nicks and i'm like dog like not right now so so yeah that's what i'm dealing with right now but besides that man life is good can't complain uh first world problems over here so uh nice. no stress right damn so, i must have misread then so last week because i know you, you did like 20 something miles so last, so two weeks ago, I did a half marathon for the first time. Um, okay. And then last week, so you're meant to like do roughly either like 90 to like 100% of what the run's going to be on mm. the marathon two weeks prior, and then give yourself the two weeks leading up as far as like, just like rest. So that was a 20 mile, like, all right, let's just prove yourself that you can do 20 miles plus. So I did that. And now like these days leading up to it i'm just like resting and stuff like today was a four mile day but it's just to keep your body in motion right. so you're not stiff the day of the race okay got it okay that makes sense for some reason i thought when you showed me that picture that was like the, the day that you had actually run the marathon oh no 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 bro that should that oh. should better be way lit than just be by myself just giving you a peace sign like, yeah no, i was like, like <laughs> <laughs> but i think like, it threw me off because i was like I didn't know that you you typically run like 20 miles before the actual one. Yeah, because I think it has to like, it's like a mental, I think it's more mental, bro. Like, I think your brain needs to know, like, all right, once I hit 20 miles, like, don't panic. Like, you've been here before. 
Um, yeah. so dude, I've been training since September 1st, bro. So going Jeez. on what, three, four, five months of like constantly putting miles on my body. So again, that's why like, I'm nervous just like for my body holding up, right? I don't want to put any negativity out there. Like God willing, it's going to be absolutely fine. I'm going to finish great. But yeah, man, I'm, take, I'm taking as many precautions as possible to again, that chiropractor appointments twice before cryotherapy, leg compression. Like I'm doing everything I can just to be physically in a good spot because mentally and again, my lungs fine. Right. But it's just like, dog, my shoulder's killing me. And I'm like, dog, I can't be running for 26 miles with a shoulder pain, you know? And I did it. Yeah. I saw the course today and I'm like, dog. This shit is like literally all of Miami. So I'm just like, <laughs> I can't, I cannot be in pain, right? With like uh, shit that had to do with my legs. So, but yeah. besides that, man, um, I'm good, bro. But how have you been, man? You, this is your, uh, you're coming off uh, another trip for work. You have another one coming up. Like how have you been getting used to kind of like a change in your routine? Um, it's It's been good to, to do these little mini trips. I think it's tough just because I was supposed to not really drink um this month or uh do hookah or anything like that but like a lot of what i am doing is like happy hours with clients and stuff um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but i'm not getting trash which is is nice um and i think in a weird way it's been a benefit because in the past i would do dry january then february that weekend go, you know, go out and then it's yeah, like yeah. nothing ever changed yeah, whereas yeah, now yeah. i'm like actually drinking but like after three drinks, I'm like, I don't want to wake up with a hangover. Like I yeah. already feel good. Let me just stop it here. So I, I think it, I am doing myself a service now by um, engaging in it here and there as opposed to cold turkey. Um, so it's been actually really, really nice um, to experience that. Um, yeah, besides that, it's, it's a pretty jam-packed month uh, work-wise, but just really looking forward to, to end of February when I can uh go to hawaii and have a nice break from all this because this quarter is super super busy at work um and besides that yeah just been focusing on like eating healthier and whatnot kind of writing to, to new music here and there um haven't come across a moment where i'm like oh this is the one like need to get this out as soon as possible but hopefully i yeah, get there yeah. sometime soon yeah but i do i feel you on the work thing bro i don't know if um would you say that your responsibilities over the last 60 days have like increased just like uh, didn't you have like a role change slightly uh more so a team change um my role is okay. pretty much the same but the company as a whole is kind of changing the way they're doing things so they're like i basically have they're tracking more of the work that we're doing so that is just naturally adding more to my plate because now i have to log everything Understood. So yeah, so I, I wouldn't say the same for me, but just just like a definitely a change in pace where I feel like this time of the year last year, I didn't feel this like burden of like, bro, I got to get this shit done. And this is like consuming my day. So similar to you, I'm like eager for January to be over, bro, because like I feel like work wise for January, like it's a lot of prep for the year. Right. And I'm like, yeah. bro, I like the prepping is taking so much time that I just want to get to the execution part of it. Right. But like I have, a, uh, I have to like deliver a business plan to my VPs on Thursday. And it's just like, there's so much stress essentially for like a homework assignment. Whereas I'm like, bro, let me just go do the work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I wish I wasn't just caught up in like, Hey, let me tell you why I think this is a good plan. Like, but yeah, whatever it's required. But yeah, I would just say for me too, man, the, the work wise has been like 
all consuming this month, bro. Like just, I feel like most months January drags, but I feel like this month is dragging even more because the days are longer because of work and everything. So it's like a different kind of stress that I feel like I've been under. And it seems like you've been under slightly as well. Yeah. And it, the weather definitely doesn't help because doesn't help. Know, my, yeah, yeah. my commute is is long. Uh, and granted, a lot of it, I'm on a train. So there's I'm not obviously getting soaked by the, the rain on the train. But it always remind, makes me ask myself, why, why am I going through this fucking storm to be on my computer and speak to someone who's in a fucking snowstorm across the country or whatever? Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. The uh, the logic there gets thrown out of the window by very logical companies. I feel like one of my boys said this recently that because um, he has a similar role to us, I think it's like more so like they pay you to go. Right. Like so he has to drive to Miami for like a dude. I would say he's in his car for three hours a day, an hour and a half, an hour and a half back, bro. And it's like, man, no one's in the office. I'm Zoom meetings from there. Like I can just do this from home. And it's like, yeah, dude, but they pay you to go. Right, like they right, pay right. you the extra income that the average person doesn't get because they're like, we're gonna ask you to do shit that doesn't make sense and we don't want questions being asked, just fucking do it. And we're gonna pay you enough where you shouldn't have to ask us. So I feel like that's a good position to be in, but when you sit back, you're like, bro, this is, like, why am I here, right? I'm sure you, yeah, I mean, yeah. the happy hour stuff too for you, right? Like for a, a trip, wherever you go, it's like, it's cool for us to meet face to face and kind of have some camaraderie because we're working together on this deal or whatever, but. I don't have to be here, bro. Like, I could have called you. This could have been a Zoom, and yeah. the day could have been over, right? But it's like, yeah. it's just the, the nature of the beast sometimes. But the thing is, like, those meetings, I actually, like, the benefit feels tangible. Like, I see the smile mm -hmm. on the client's face two feet away, and, like, we're vibing and talking about random stuff that we probably wouldn't virtually. But it's more Correct. so when it's me going to the office and then my sales partner called in sick and then i don't have any meetings at all and i'm just sitting there on my computer those are the days where i'm like this absolutely makes no sense and i get it you know you can't have every single person have these one-off scenarios just being like oh, i'm not coming in today and then before you right. know 80 percent of the company's making excuses but uh yeah first world problems first world problems yeah but again they still suck though at times so i, I yeah. dude i get you bro when i'm like when i'm up and i like i people are texting me about like a football game and i'm just like bro i'm working still can you, can you stop so right but again first world problems but um but your last trip was good and you have where's your new trip um this week going to uh seattle uh so i yeah. think it's gonna be even colder even rainier yeah. not looking forward to that but again i mean i'm just looking forward to taking advantage of the hotel amenities door dashing on the company's dime that's probably nice. like my favorite thing is spending their money for food and drinks because i don't like doing that with my own money is this a longer trip or same like kind of in and out uh well no this is longer this will be three days uh okay so yeah pretty pretty lengthy okay cool man well it's gonna be a good time hopefully the weather plays its part but uh let's get into it episode 165 about to start now episode 164 is up everywhere so appreciate all the support online and the downloads uh keep it going man so um i mentioned football a second ago i we're gonna get majority of the episode might be around like usher and you know just getting excited for the super bowl and what that can or may not be but i did want to ask you something uh not kind of off topic but yeah, have you been watching any of the playoff games? Like, is that something that ever is ever on TV at your house or when you go to a bar? Like, you're observant of it at all? 
Uh, it's usually on on our rooftop uh, where the pool's at. I didn't see. I haven't seen any of them. I just checked the the Niner score because you know I was curious if if they were gonna make sure. it. Um, they obviously made it to the next round. So that I just know they won. That's pretty much it. Correct. They did win. I felt like it was very close and they should have lost, but that's another conversation. Okay. So we're not that podcast. But <laughs> what I think has been a part of pop culture now going on like two to three months, bro, is the Taylor Swift phenomenon that is like Taylor Swift and the NFL. Um, dude, she was swag surfing in the in the in the in the suite that she was in. That became like headline news on like the New York Times. It's like, bro, I, I can't remember another situation that a pop star was garnering these much eyes, right? Like it's more important than like the football game, bro. Like any game that she goes to for the Chiefs, which has been every game for the last like seven weeks, dude, there's more eyes on her from the camera angle and like the commentators talking about her that it's like, what the hell's going on here, right? So I wanted to ask you, do you think there's any possible comparison present or hypothetical of someone similar that happening to and like, a female rank as far as like a female rapper or like a female R&B singer where like the public, like America would lose their minds because she's at a football game or at a basketball game. Um, I mean, first, I, I think it would have to be, it would have to be someone who's not already in a relationship who happens to be dating one of the players. If, if that's the case, I, I yeah, think it's yeah. possible. Like if Beyonce wasn't with jay-z and she was dating um i don't know name anyone on any team really mm -hmm. if she was dating one of them I, I feel like um there's a possibility that it could match taylor's um level of popularity and the magnifying glass that's on her right now but i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she's been in so many seemingly relationships. toxic relationships and like her fans are just rooting for her to have finally have mm. something uh that they feel like is um in no pun intended in her league um and i think that's really what's driving a lot of this yeah, Obviously, great. i wasn't even thinking about popular, that but i think that's yeah. a huge reason why like everyone just feels like they want her to finally like win like to finally yeah. have a, a relationship that works out essentially yeah interesting that's an interesting take yeah i wasn't even thinking about that i was wondering if it was just more so like a mixture of like for example like dude beyonce remove beyonce rihanna goes to basketball games all the time right um sierra, sierra was dating or is married to russell wilson from the broncos right so she goes to these football games all the time but it never felt like there was an insane amount of attention to it right so i'm wondering if it was like more of like a race thing to it not that America's racist, that's a different conversation, but just more like, hey, this is like the white pop cultural icon of today, and she happens to be at this game. And then also, I think it's different because it's football that's only once a week, right? Like you're not seeing her four times a week, every week at a basketball game, right? It's like, mm -hmm. you know, there's like a, a demand, a supply demand here. It's like, oh, we only get to see her so often and we get to see her this one Sunday and we're already watching football. So it's like a coming together of all these massive worlds. But no, your take on, yeah, I think people are just tired of her making breakup songs. <laughs> they wanted to yeah, finally yeah. Like, have like a win. Um, but if I had to guess a hypothetical who I think the crossover would be possible, dude. <sighs> Fuck, man. If like Rihanna was dating, if she wasn't obviously married to ASAP or whatever, if she was dating like 
a quarterback of like one of the major franchises, bro. Like if she was dating Patrick Mahomes from the Chiefs, mm -hmm. or if she was dating the quarterback of, if she was dating Aaron Rodgers or some shit, right? I think it's like that because I don't think anyone really comes close to what Taylor is as a pop icon, right? Like, dude, this is going mm -hmm. on, what, 10? She's like bigger than Drake, right? So yeah, um, I would say Rihanna could be the only person I think could garner these many eyes, right? Like again, yeah. no one cared about Sierra dating, no one cares about Sierra dating Russell Wilson. Um, again, Beyonce, sure, maybe, but realistically, like again, like would it be that big of a deal? Like. Also, like the age dynamic, right? Like we 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 probably ask more questions, like why is like a forty year old woman dating like a thirty three year old court? Like it'd just be weird, kind of a thing. So, yeah, um, I would say for me, probably Rihanna would be like the closest comparison, even though I Taylor's obviously way bigger than Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. Also, to give um, Travis Kelsey credit, I think it's kind of a two way street too, because based on what I've seen, he's pretty like charismatic and yeah. Um, doing his own podcast stuff with various people interviewing. So I feel like it's, it's a, a package deal, kind of like Kanye and Kim in a way. Um, whereas, you know, if Taylor Swift, if it was just some random dude who like the average girl thought was just a average Joe and he wasn't really in the limelight and not that likable. I don't, I don't know if it would be this intense, but I feel like her fans are just rooting for her to like, uh, have the best relationship possible with this star athlete who they, I feel like, think is a, a, a match guy. made in heaven for her or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and if he wins the Super Bowl, um, like, it'd be even crazier. So I think... Yeah, because, yeah, to his credit, he's considered one... Besides, like, the the slight fame that he definitely already has, um, he's definitely considered, like, one of the best to ever play that position in football history. So he's not some schlub, for sure. Right, right. But I do think the dynamic of her clearly being bigger than him, persona-wise, is what help is helping this, right? Like, I wonder, mm -hmm. like, if it was the other way around, like, if she was, like, a Sierra, popularity-wise, and then he is, like, Tom Brady, I feel mm -hmm. like the attention wouldn't be what it is right now. I think this dynamic, this power dynamic of like, clearly the woman is slightly more or way more popular than the man, but the man is also of a certain elk that it's like, all right, it kind of makes sense, but we're definitely rooting for her because again, I, to your point, that's a great point that uh, I think people are tired of her like being heartbroken and stuff. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. Um, it's almost like its own little reality show at this point within um, a game point. <laughs> yeah within a game and and everyone from both sides is kind of forced to be part of it like if you care about football you, you're forced to care about taylor swift if you like taylor swift you're forced to care about football now and it's weird how those two audiences are now like intertwined um but i'm, I'm really curious to to see where it goes but not curious enough to watch and give a shit to give yeah correct correct yeah, yeah but what's funny is that um I wonder, I wonder if today, if you had to put Usher to like a lie detector test and Usher, Usher's performing at the uh, at the uh, halftime show for Super Bowl, is he rooting against the Chiefs even being there? Because I do think there'd be a sense of America that'd be like, well, she's like, it would take some of the spotlight away from him. So do you think that he's rooting for the Chiefs not to be there? So there's not even like the camera constantly going to Taylor Swift like during his performance and during that day. To be honest, I don't think he really cares. I mean, he just, he had the Vegas residency. He's a GOAT. 
I, I think just putting that on his resume is is all he cares about, mm. um, which will happen. But if anything, it might. I would now that I think about it, it might even be doing him a service because more people are going to tune into the Super Bowl if mm. the Chiefs are there. Every single Swifty or whatever they're called is definitely going to tune in. Um, sure, there might be some trolls here and there who are like, "Oh, Taylor should be performing." You know, it makes for a cute cinderella type story but inevitably they're gonna watch usher because they have no yeah. choice everyone watches yeah. the halftime show especially yeah, people yeah. who don't care about football correct 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 that's a good point that's a good point yeah it's gonna bring eyes regardless and then you trust his goat status to kind of put on a show either way right and now it's just more mm -hmm. people who may leave as a that's a good point that's a good point so uh, speaking of Usher then, so again, I don't think he's released the uh, the set list yet. So kind of uh, Larry and I kind of wanted to bounce a couple ideas as far as what we think are going to be some for sure songs and maybe some surprise or maybe a request that we would make if we were uh, putting it together, man. So if you had to pick the for sure three songs that you're going to hear during the set or the songs really you want to hear, which would those be? The ones I think he's going to play for sure if i had to put all my money in the bank on these three songs uh, i for sure yeah i think and that would be funny if he didn't yeah because i think that's the only song that everyone everyone would knows upon. yeah everyone yeah. fucking knows yeah, yeah um and then i would say the next two uh omg i guess is what it's called um i just feel like that one's a very upbeat kind of sports friendly because that's the thing, right? To your hype. point, it has to be up. I feel like this is going to lean upbeat, right? Because, mm -hmm. which is for me a little bit odd, though, because I feel like when we think of Usher, we think of like those ballads, right? The slow and like jams, yep. Correct. And I feel like not if anyone can pull it off, it's him. But like in this setting, I feel like people want to dance, you know what I mean? And like put on a show. So yeah, go back. I didn't even cut you off. But yeah, I think like this has to lean towards that. Yep. And then the third one, I'm going to put my bet on Love in This Club. It's a bit more mm. down-tempo, but I feel like upbeat enough. Um, I I feel like unlike or similar to Yeah, it's one of the better-known songs that's upbeat and would be good for this environment. So I think for that reason, those three um, are for sure moments, even if it's just 20 seconds. Yeah. So do you think you're gonna see a him doing a bunch of like, obviously I agree with those three song selections, but do you think this is gonna be a catalog display? Like a bunch of like 20 second little snippets or kind of like the Dre and Snoop Dogg thing where we're gonna get close to like the full songs and we'll get fewer songs? I would say the former. Um, so I, I think he's gonna do a, shorter snippets of a lot of songs because his catalog is massive there's way too many hits because like i went through them right yeah and i had a, i had trouble even picking the three because i'm like oh shit he has this 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 and it was hard to pit them against each other i'm sure the the bigger hits will be longer like yeah but some of the maybe lesser known or more down tempo ones i think he'll opt for like uh you know 15 20 seconds for those ones got it Okay, yeah, I'm with it, dude. So I'm going to lean towards, I mean, it might be repetitive, but I'm going to go for sure, yeah. There's no way he's not doing that. Um, dog, I feel like, what's it, what's, uh, 
I feel like he's gonna find a way to play you got it back. Like mm-hmm. there's gonna be some way, bro, because like I can see the entire like arena like just knowing certain parts of that song. And even if it's just like again, 10 seconds, like I feel like you you gotta play it at seven o'clock. Like, yo, if you don't play yeah, that yeah. shit at the Super Bowl, like bro, what are we doing? Like yeah. give up. You mean bro, nice like, and slow? I apologize. Nice and slow. Nice and slow. Yeah, so nice and yeah. slow has to has to be a part of the 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 three for sure. And then, bro, I feel like, oh man, I'm gonna go with love in this club as well. I think no, hold on, I'm gonna take it back. I'm gonna give like a, I'm gonna give like a just a, to mix it up from you. So I got yeah, nice and slow, and then I think he's gonna bring Alicia Keys on stage and do my boot. That would and be then because I think I don't. I have a feeling it's not just going to be him for 15, 20 minutes. I do think yeah, at yeah. some point, um, maybe a mixture of the backlash that Rihanna got where it was just like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Kind of a thing, like mix it up a little bit. Again, I, I still think this will very much be his show, but I do think there'll be some guest appearances from someone. Like I can see Ludacris and Lil John coming on stage at some point for yeah. Um, and kind of just bring like a cool nostalgic moment for everyone watching. But I'm gonna do my boo with Alicia Keys as a surprise guarantee song. Nice. No, those are good picks. So I guess what we'll do a thousand dollar bet uh, next episode or three episodes from now. Yeah, thousand dollars. Thousand dollars in Doge coins. A thousand Doge coins. All right. So what was the other part of this that we wanted to figure? Uh, uh, the one we oh, yeah, want to hear. So if you had to make one request, what would it be? I think you don't have to call. Uh, that's always been one of my favorite Usher songs. Uh, just such a feel-good track. Dope ne- Neptune's beat, which I'm a sucker for. So if he yeah. somehow weaves you don't have to call on there, I think it'll be a, a good look for me, at least. Damn, dog. It's almost like, but when you say, like, when you, when you go back to when that song came out and it's aged so gracefully, it's almost mm-hmm. like, how does he yeah. not do it? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, almost yeah. like that has to be in it, bro. Cause everyone, that's the video where he's like getting ready and then he's with his boys yeah. pull up and they're in the car and like, they're all like doing like the dancing mm-hmm. in the car. Like, that whole, that's, that's the song, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a classic, bro. That, he, he has to do that. I hope for the sake of, uh, for all of us, he does that song. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, bro. What, what would it be then for this? What would it be? If I had to request one, um, I mean, it has to be, I would be, you make me wanna, man. That was the first video song I've ever heard of Usher. So again, just to bring it back full circle for all the fans he's had going on 20 plus years, 25 plus years. Like I feel you gotta, you only get this performance because of the, the catalog you've had the first 15 years, right? Cause right, the last right. 10 years it's been like, we love you, we fuck with you, but if we're being honest, like, bro, let's just do this game right now, because there's there's a bunch of Usher albums that get zero play for me, right? Like, mm-hmm. Usher, uh, Hard to Love, uh, Raymond vs. Raymond, the al- there's an album which is called A, uh, Usher, Here I... St-. Like, there's albums that, bro, like, no one even listened to, dog, even though they may have, like, one banger right yeah but no one's listening to these songs so i feel like you got it he has to give so much respect to those first 15 years of his career that yeah like i we gotta hear those songs we gotta hear those that's a good point yeah i I, uh i'll pick and choose from some of the more recent albums but i definitely agree uh 
and I think most fans would agree his older stuff is definitely more classic. Um, and I, I think he even, I heard on the radio, uh, some sort of interview, I think it was breakfast club. And he essentially said he was, um, asking his, his kids for opinions on, you know, what he, they think he should play. And I think he's basically going into this, trying to please the newer audience and the older audience. So I think it's going to be a mix of everything, yeah. which makes sense. Like that's the best no, way it to makes sense. Them. No, for sure. But I would definitely, if as an old head, I would lean toward the older stuff, right? Because I feel same. like, because again, we were so young when those songs came out, but we were still aware of it. And like, I feel like as a 30, mid 30, early 30s, because you know, you still have a year and a month left, um, that we can relate in a different way now. So I think it'd just be nice to hear those songs. But, <laughs> but dude, what, what new song is he playing? That, like, you would I think the newer ones would be like that I would want to hear. Um, it would have to be like, I mean, these are pretty obscure if you're not like proactively listening to um, Usher's music, but like Bad Habits is one of a, a newer ones, one of the newer ones. Um, he has a song with 21 Savage and um, Summer Walker, but these aren't things that like I would even proactively request myself i don't like those songs as much as you don't have to call in nice and slow and all these other ones because dude what it's wild because i'm i'm pulling up the last album i actually downloaded by him is uh -huh. the uh the uh here i stand album that came out in 2008 for god's sakes mm -hmm. um so we're going on 16 years that that's the one that has love in this club um that one has a song that i really fuck with uh best thing with jay-z uh, but bro, besides that, there's like, yeah, bro. Like, I don't even actually. Know. I, I messed up. Which one? Sorry, the the one that I wanted to request that is actually newer is with Nicki Minaj, and it's called. Um, damn, that beat is so hard. It's called Oh, Lil Freak. Lil Freak. Oh, yeah. and that's on the uh, Raymond vs. Raymond album. Mm -hmm. Bro, that that song came out in 2010, dog. <laughs> Damn, that is a long ass time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, so, like, for the last 10 years, like, the people who are paying thousands of dollars to go see him in Vegas at his uh, residency, mm -hmm. they don't pay that money because of, my bad, they don't pay that money because of his new shit, right? They pay that shit because of everything from, let's just say, 2010 back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it'd be very interesting to see. I can't, I, if I had to put a percentage, I would say it'd be, 70% old old stuff and then like 30% new. And I think that's even being generous yeah. to like the newer stuff. For sure. And then the new ones are just going to be the like OMG type stuff where your DJ got us falling in love to please the the crowd that likes the more EDM-ish R&B, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, like a song you've heard of like a, you know, your a wedding you've been to and everyone just knows it, you know yeah. what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah dude, like there's this new shit of his, I'm telling, I'm telling you, brother, there was never even like, I don't know, maybe because it was like, he went through a weird phase where he wasn't really trying and it was like the herpes allegations and I don't know, there was, just odd, there was an odd moment. Like we get, everyone has, you, you've been around long enough, there's going to be ups and downs in everyone's career, let alone life. But mm -hmm. I love the wave he's on now. I love that he's getting his flowers. But yeah, bro, there was a good seven, eight year stretch that we were never checking for his music, right? That's why the whole idea of him even doing a residency made sense is like all right go somewhere where you can just play your your classics you know so mm -hmm. i can't imagine i can imagine i i truly think this is just going to be 
a bigger version of what he's already been doing in Vegas, which has been playing the classic songs. And Agreed. obviously getting getting people in trouble with their husband and shit as he flirts with yeah. people's wives. So like that yeah, yeah. stuff. But uh <laughs> I'm excited though, man. I feel like it's gonna be great. I feel like it's definitely gonna top last year. Again, I get I don't know if I don't know if you came around, but I feel like I was the minority as far as like truly not enjoying that halftime show at all by Rihanna. Like I thought it was boring. Perhaps the first halftime show that I've gotten up and left and just went to do something else and came back when the game started because I was just like, bro, what are we doing here? Like I, I know it's impressive she's pregnant and all this stuff, but like I came to see a show, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, what's the point of this? So I feel like yeah. this is going to bring it up, up a notch. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, Usher's, uh, he can do it all. He's one of the greatest performers ever. Uh, Rihanna was cool for me. I think in hindsight now, the, the excitement was mostly just seeing her make an appearance after so long. It wasn't even like that she was music my based. mind and it wasn't yeah, that just was like a Fenty based, thing right. or something yeah exactly yeah because prior to that it was just like oh shit she's butt naked with uh some sexy pink lingerie that she's promoting and that was like the only time the internet addressed her whereas now or in this instance she was finally kind of performing again but i think usher's gonna kill it probably gonna be one of the best knock on wood performances we've seen in in several years so looking forward to that yeah, same. So shout out to him. And obviously we'll have our uh, review. I feel like the Super Bowl is on the 11th, so not too yep. far away. Um, all right, man, moving along. So Coachella lineup came out. What was, uh, this going to be Coachella 2024, so in three months. So what is your uh, your thoughts on the, uh, the robot? And I think the headliners are Tyler, the creators, headlining Sunday. If I'm mistaken, uh, he's Saturday and Doja Cat Sunday. Yeah. Doja Cat and then Lana Del Rey and then also No Doubt. So the headliners are fire, right? Mm -hmm. Did anything about this also intrigue you from the other people like on the lineups leading up to it? Uh, what intrigued me when I looked at the lineup besides them? Um, I mean, I would definitely t check out DJ Snake. Um, Probably check out a little Uzi as well. Check out Yachty. Yachty. Um, but besides that, nothing. Oh, Skepta for sure. Um, have to see Tyla. Um, I think. That was this one feels more like you're, if you're going to this, it's because you're going for the headliners. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, young Miko on friday oh, oh dope uh i know everyone i mean justice is fire right if you're like if you grew mm -hmm. up in that time like when we were like in sophomore juniors in college like that's when edm i feel was making a true headway like in american culture where it was, like became right. popular so i definitely would peep that um i don't think i would peep uzi um i know blondish is a very good dj I don't know, bro. I feel like this lineup, though, like, again, love Tyler. I mean, the idea of No Doubt making a reunion, like, if you, mm -hmm. everyone loves a good No Doubt, you know, songs and sets from, like, previous years, but yeah, I feel like I'm not, like, if even if I haven't already gone twice in my lifetime and that bucket list has been signed off, thankfully, you know, a couple times, this wouldn't be the first show I go to. No. Definitely not. If I'm, again, if I'm only going based off the lineup I want to see, right? Again, I think when you and I went, it was simply because, like, bro, I want to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Let's go to Coachella. 
Whereas like if I had it, I was only going like, oh, this is the lab that moves me to go buy a ticket. It wouldn't be this one. No, considering the price pricing and everything, I I don't think there's enough here to to pull me in. Um, I mean, Rolling Loud, for instance, has far more acts that appeal to me. And even that I at this point, don't feel like paying for that and dealing with that. Um, I feel like there could thing, be... Oh, go ahead. I don't know. I was going to say anything else besides I, I feel like there could be a better balance for me personally in terms of the acts that are on here. A lot of them I, I don't even recognize. And I know it's discovery is part of the process, but to get someone to pay like 500 bucks for a ticket or whatever it costs, I think you you want to know at least a little bit about a lot of these these people. Yeah. Yeah, I think you and I, Discovery is a great part of it, right? You're just wandering around, you hear something, you just walk into a tent and you're like blown the fuck away, right? But I would say, yeah, dude, because it's it's $500, I think that's safe for the ticket, but then it's the stay, you're flying in, you're going to have to book an Airbnb or hotel today, otherwise you're getting fucking destroyed with the prices anytime near it, right? So, I mean, these trips end up being in the three, four thousands of dollars, right? So... To be moved that much to go buy something, you want a, a fucking like, holy shit, bro. Like, I got to go see this person because I couldn't catch them live. Again, my thing is that last time I was there, Doja Cat was there and I saw a full hour set of hers. Um, mm. I just, I've seen Tyler the Creator the last 16 months, right? Lana Del, I would never go to a Lana Del Rey concert. So me personally, I'm just like, bro, this is, I've seen this already, right? And then to stand around and fucking my back knees kill me because I'm getting old. Like, bro, this is, these are real things that I feel like people of a certain age need to fucking worry about. Um, but today, so say this was, you've never been to Rolling Loud, never been to Coachella. What is a name that could pop up to generate enough emotion in you to go purchase a ticket to this? It would have to be like Kanye, uh, Schoolboy Q. Um, who else? You know, maybe even Chris Brown weaved in there. Um, it, it's tough to say because I've seen like most of my favorite artists multiple times at this point. Mm -hmm. um, let's see who else. Um, I mean, even the ones that aren't quite as big, like Buddy, for instance, like would I definitely go check out if he was on here. Um, someone even like... Uh, like Johan Lennox, um, Young Dolph, if he was still around, RIP. Um, I feel like that would be, oh, Metro Boomin. I know he was at, oh my at, God. Yeah. What, the two Coachellas ago, maybe? Was that it? That we saw him? No, was he, which Coachella was Metro Boomin at this last one, or was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago. Uh huh. Okay. Um, no, it was last year because that's the one right after that album dropped that he brought Future out and people lost their fucking minds. So yeah, it was last it. year. Uh, Gunna. Um, yeah, I think I, people like that. Uh, not necessarily like A-list uh, artists. I know some of them I mentioned definitely are like Kanye, obviously, but um, I guess just more variety. I'm obviously more into hip hop and R&B and I don't think this lineup has nearly enough of the people within that um for me to pull me in and make me want to yeah kick it Dude, I, yeah i would say that i love the appeal from going to these because you do get to see those c-list b-list acts that like 
You're like, dude, I, do I really want to buy a ticket to go see your concert? But if you're a part of a larger thing and it makes an event out of it, I'm all for it, right? So mm -hmm. uh, I get what you're saying there. I would love to see Gunner on this, buddy. I mean, dude, one of the best acts that I saw when I went two years ago with Gina was Baby Keem, right? And I, I didn't buy the tickets because of Baby Keem, but I, I knew that was going to be a great part of it. And, I, and then Kendrick just happened to come out, so it became like a bigger thing. I mean, dude, for yeah. me personally right now, it would have to be like to move me to purchase a ticket, it would have to be like an AA lister. Like, bro, like it's Drake, Kanye, Jay-Z's finally doing it. Like those people, like those are the only people right now that can move me at 35 years old to go purchase a ticket, to take my ass from South Florida to Palm Springs and just deal with all the headache that is that, bro. Because get in the moment, it's a wonderful time. I would not trade the trip with you or Gina for anything in the world, but to do it again, bro, fuck that talking like it's just <laughs> it's yo it's a yo i get it now dude i get why like the the parents who bring their kids like they lean against like some of like the walls there bro because like standing for that long bro mm -hmm. you feel like yo like my back hurts your everything hurts like you're fucking spending bread and then like you you it's you forget that it gets cold at night so you're freezing and then you yeah, bro it's like get out of here with this shit bro so yeah the only acts i think right now that i can truly see myself just do it all over again would be Kanye vultures. He's like, bro, I'm doing, I'm shutting down Coachella on a Sunday. Oh, yeah, I'm tie. like, bro, we're out there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, Jay-Z's doing a full set and bringing out all of Rockefeller or some shit, or it's a rock nation day. And he literally has the entire Sunday is just artists who fucking report to him. And he's the leader on that day, like whatever, bro. But it's going to have to be something monumental. Like again, Tyler's great, Lana Del Rey's great, Doja Cat's great, but these are artists, bro, like, again, like, they're fine, you know, but, like, I don't think, pe I don't, I can't see people jumping on a plane to go see them, right? Like, they're in your city, great, but I'm not fucking catching, you know, wasting airline miles to go see these artists. Yeah, no, I think, no, that's, you brought up a great point with, with Jay-Z bringing out everyone, because I haven't seen Jay-Z live yet. Um, oh, never? Why? No, I haven't seen him live ever. I, oh, oh, sorry, dude, I made a mistake. I think I I forget, but I know I went to an R. Kelly concert when I was like 12 or something. And I, I think that was around the time he did the Bose of Beth. Best, Beth. I'm fucking <laughs> Mike Tyson. Uh, both, both of Best Worlds, Jesus Christ. With uh, Jay-Z. I forget if Jay-Z actually showed up. I want to say no, but okay. uh, in any case. So I, 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 I saw him at... Um, I saw him when I was an adult already. So that was nice. So uh, I was 23, watched the throne. So I saw that tour. That was nice. dope. And then I saw him for the 444 album as well. And I was like 28 for that one. So yeah, I've, I've, I've seen him recently enough. But again, there's so many gaps. And then if you if you if there's a Jay-Z show coming up, you're also thinking this is the last time I'm ever going to see him. So yeah, let me get on a fucking flight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. But yeah, now you got me thinking about the Ty Dolla Sign Kanye Vultures uh, collab. Like that would be insane. I'd for sure pay for that. Like I'd pay for question. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd figure out a way, like just to fly in for that day and maybe fly out the next day. Like, cause like maybe I don't want to do the whole thing, but cause yeah, dude, that has so many, that can go so many ways, bro. It can be a full Kanye set, just the album. Ty gives you like three classics. They bring someone out like, bro, it could be, it could be everything. So I would say that, and again, I'm, I don't think any other podcast has given love to Ty like we've given him love the last like two or three years, but 
he's not moving me to catch a flight. He's moving me to drive 40 minutes to Miami to go see him, but I'm not getting on a plane to go see him cross cross the country. So there's no chance. Yeah. But uh, I think it's great. I mean, Coachella's phenomenal. I think I, I don't I haven't been to a festival where they do a better job of taking care of the the fan experience and making you feel very safe and. There's so many people, but it's not overwhelming and you can always just walk away and still enjoy it. So for those listening, trust me, it's not hate. So go to the show if you can and if you have the bread. But um, yeah, for, I think for us personally, I think at this stage in our lives, it's just like it has to move us to a different level. For sure. Or if we sign to like Amazon and they like pay for these things. I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah. I'll fucking go do that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone else is paying, they're in a heartbeat. Yeah, we're there in a heartbeat. Um, all right, Broski. Uh, one last thing, but we can honestly get to it during the um, heat of the week. So, heat of the week time? Sure. All right, heat of the week, episode 165. Uh, what's a song or body of work that you've been bumping since the last episode? Um. So, I came across this new song. It's basically, I guess you could call it, I think it's, trap reggaeton because it's not really like traditional reggaeton where you know it's fast paced um but i came across it from an instagram video i think i actually sent it to you but the song is called narcotics and it's by a dude named day v d-e-i space v and a, another dude named bryant myers and based on Brian everything Myers, that's I, we know okay. yeah bryant myers we listen to a lot i don't know the other send me yeah definitely send me the song when we're, okay. when we're done but yeah, the beat and everything's absolutely fire. Um, glad I came across it because I'm looking for uh, more music with Spanish lyrics to listen to. Granted, they're not the most wholesome, but bro, it's bro. still Spanish. <laughs> so, question two parts, two part question. One, how's your Spanish coming along? Um, uh, and then, sorry, answer that first. Answer that first. Pretty good. Um, just had a class today. Um, obviously, it still takes me a while to gather my thoughts and respond to certain things but uh, it's obviously part of my goals this year still and it's getting better than it used to be so that's all i can ask for nice so as of right now do you have a trip plan that you will be able to practice more or is this more like when you're in la or have an opportunity to talk you want to just be able to speak um no trip planned um potentially in the future but every now and then i'll i have to use it because like i'll be at a hotel and the, the cleaning lady doesn't speak any English or sure. you know what have you. So I try to use those opportunities to ask for things or say things. Well, at the wedding, you'll be able to practice. So if nice. you want to talk to my grandmother, it's going to be Spanish or nothing. So, <laughs> so uh, right, at least she'll be able that's to- That's when it's uh, easiest. Yes, dude, when you have no choice, bro. Like right. that's, dude, I'm telling you, when I was with Gina in Spain um, in May, and I was like, I was proud of myself, but it was also like a reminder, like, bro, like, when you have no other choice but to speak the local language, you have to just speak it, right? And like the the uh, the fear of being like uh, sounding stupid's gone. Cause like, bro, what's the other option? You know, like right. just like just, you know what I mean? <laughs> just staring like, oh, into blank I space. Want, I want food. Food. Right, it's right. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people who who are bilingual and like like kind of perfectly bilingual, I, like they don't really have the patience to like let you keep speaking broken. Correct. XYZ language. So that's what's tough because they make you feel stupid. Correct. And dude, when I was in Italy, they, they, I do, I think I told you, I asked them, I'm like, hey, do you like people when they, they like, do like, if you can speak it, speak it. 
But if it's going to be some rinky dink version, don't even do it. Because then we want to, I think, as they were saying, bro, we want to, we, we take so much pride in our culture that we want to correct you, but then we don't want to make this an awkward, like, I'm offending you kind of a thing. So they're like, just speak English. It's okay. And I'm like, all right. And it's not efficient if you're like trying to spend time correcting grammar when all you want is a fucking slice of pizza or something. (laughs) I just want a gelato. I want to go home. Like, can we try this? Um, and then second, dude, as you've gotten better in Spanish, has it been surprising? I know I've mentioned shit to you on the, on the side, but has it been surprising how vulgar Spanish trap music is? Oh, yeah. I was like, he's talking about uh, chingando and all kinds of shit. And I'm like, this is the hook. And I'm I, in American <laughs> songs, it's part of the verse, but damn, not the hook. Um, yeah, dude. I think for me, what I got, I, so I, I was never really into reggaeton as, as I've been the last like six, seven years. But like, as I got into it, bro, I'm like, first of all, these are the biggest artists saying the nastiest shit, bro. Carol G, uh-huh. Bad Bunny, in the hook, the full verse. And bro, the wild thing is like, bro, they're not even censored on Spanish radio. Like they just wow. play it. And I'm just like, bro, like this is like such a, this would never happen in English music. Like they'd be like, like half these songs would be like bleeped out. So yeah. I think that was the most like not appalling, but like very interesting aspect. You're like, wow, they're, they're saying some fucking nasty <laughs> shit. And like innocent females and dudes listen to this shit, right? So you like mm-hmm. it's not even like uh you think there'd be like a stereotype of who listens to this shit. It's just like your average Joe who happens to speak Spanish listen to it. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is I just looked, he didn't even say chingando, he said do yo fucking. So <laughs> yeah. they're getting more bold with, with the lyrics. They're just saying everything super vulgar and straightforward in English at this point. Yo, um, I don't I don't know if it's the Bad Bunny song with young Miko, but he has a song in his new album where he's a set he lit not essentially, like verbatim in Spanish. It's talking about shaving his dick so his <laughs> dick looks like Caillou, the cartoon. Oh shit. Damn. Yo, I was just like, like it's <laughs> so fire. out of pocket. So out of pocket, <laughs> but it's like, yo, I'm gonna have a hairless like Caillou, and you're just like, uh, bro, what? <laughs> and to use a kid show too, like not even Mr. Clean or like I don't know some other random reference, bro, dude, <laughs> vulgar dog. And these are like the the artists that are the big. It's amazing, it's amazing, honestly. Oh, yeah. Um, cool, yeah. Send me that heat of the week. I'm excited to to hear that. I never heard of yeah. the uh, what's the first Dave E. Dave Dave V. I don't know if Davey. it's like a, his name's Davey and it's a play on words, but it's D-E-I space V, but I'll send it okay, to you. Okay, yeah. I've never, I never heard of him before. Uh, but dude, my heat of the week, it was going to be our last topic, so we got to bring it up now. Um, Little Dicky, the uh, the soundtrack for the show Dave. I think the soundtrack is called Penith. So question for you, though. <laughs> Have you been able... Well, let me get my heat of the week. My bad. So my heat of the week, the song itself is uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um Dude, it's it's. I think that song is a great um, summary of like everything I love about Little Dicky as a rapper, right? Like it's so smart, bro. Like, and it's he's he's not trying to be funny, but it's just like a fun play on words. Um, yeah, man. And that, that that song just kind of brings it all together. There's other bangers on the album that I actually like enjoy. And what actually, I think I'm adding like a couple to like the wedding playlist. But Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, just a fun song where it's like hip hop doesn't need to be taken so seriously all the time. That being said, I like it when it's not taken seriously by someone who actually has the skill set to give you still good music, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's too many rappers who like don't take it seriously, and then you get mumble jump like trash, and you're yeah, like, bro, yeah. like 
don't put the album out yet. You know what I mean? But then right. this is like, yo, we don't have, like, yes, this is our career, but we could have a fun way of doing this and still make very good music. So I think that's what I love the most about um, Lil Dicky and this album. Um, but is this the first time you're hearing of like the, the name Penis? It is. Okay. So that's what I thought. So the, the reason why none of this was shocking to me was that what I love about this out body of work, these are all the songs from all the seasons of the show just finally put together. So it's like okay. you heard the 30, 45 second snippet when the show was on, but there was nowhere to go and truly hear the entire song. Got it. So, But like, yeah, like the penis thing was like the entire thing of like the last season. So like none of that was shocking, but it was just cool to have like a one reference point for everything to be like in one spot. Okay, that explains why. Because to me, it was like, it seemed like a surprise drop, but everyone in the comments was like, we've been waiting, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, how did I never... <laughs> see any promotional material or anything but i i guess it being from the show makes a whole lot of sense hold on dude like the song like ali's song is the girl on the show who's ali that he breaks mm -hmm. up with uh kareem was on this show so that's okay. why that song made sense in the time um there's there's one verse where he's like um would you love me even if I look like brad pitt and then he's like never mind forget brad pitt because brad pitt was on the show and it was like a whole like so like all the thing has like uh, tangents to the show in a cool way, but like you never really got to hear the full two, three minute song on the show. So it's, it's just nice. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. No, Lil Dicky's dope. Uh, that ha 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 video was super creative and super creative it's to the point where I was like, he could damn near play a, an actual Joker type character mm -hmm. in like some sort of villain movie. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, he, he, I think he can do whatever the fuck he wants, bro. That's like, I, I've, Again, I, dude, I remember, viv I think I told you this. I remember vividly, again, I was very young at the time. I was like 25, 26. Uh, I was drunk in line in Charlotte and I just heard his first album. The one that had like Save That Money and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I remember vividly being drunk in line to get food somewhere. And I'm telling someone, bro, I just discovered the greatest rapper of all time. Like I was just like, <laughs> so, I was like, bro, if you haven't heard Lil Dicky, like, you just don't understand music, bro. And I, I, started, I started playing it off my fucking iPhone. I'm like, bro, have you heard this? But like, he's like, the remember that song that he has where he's like applying to be a rapper and like yeah. the person is Snoop Dogg? I'm like, yep. bro, that was genius. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just like so well thought out, bro. I, I don't know if you ever had this, but like, again, on my small scale, when I was in high school, trying to freestyle, like, come up with ideas, like, it's so impressive to see people who are able to create ideas in their head and then perfectly apply that to the actual body of work right like i feel mm -hmm. like everyone has ideas right but having the idea and like trying to actually say exactly how you think it in your head is like two different skill sets so it's impressive when it's like done in a very cool and fun way yeah no he's definitely one of the more creative artists um clearly has respect from a lot of people i think some people take him as too much of a joke but I mean, he obviously purposely, you know, makes a lot of his stuff a, a joke, but anyone who is even remotely creative knows how difficult what he is doing is mm -hmm. in reality, because that shit is not easy, whether or not you're trying to make parody music or like have a concept that's more lighthearted, like it's all very, very difficult and he executes it very well and makes it super yeah. entertaining. Super entertaining. Have you finished the show yet? 
I haven't even I haven't watched one episode, but I keep oh, hearing bro. great things. Yeah, about dude. It. If you have some downtime on one of these trips and you can't do shit and like the <laughs> bars close, I would, bro, pop. Yeah, just go on Hulu and just like, yo, it's so good, man. Like it's just very well written. Um, they plan a lot of like things of like uh, male ego, like 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 the quote unquote gay shit he says. Mm-hmm. Like you know he's saying that to poke fun at all like the masculinity and like the little boozies of the world, right? Like God yeah, forbid, yeah. right? Like dude, like he does some wild shit on the show, and you know that's only because he's trying to push like, bro, like don't take it so seriously. Like it's not yeah. who gives a fuck. You kind of a thing. So like yeah, I would yeah, I'd highly recommend to you. But anyone listening or watching, go watch uh, Dave. I think it's three seasons. Um, okay, yeah, dude, very very well worth. Nice. And dude, I think every episode is like 30, 35 minutes. So I was like, like, oh, perfect. Um, cool, man. Good episode in the books. Episode one sixty five. Again, episode one sixty four. Everywhere, uh, my God, let the people know where they can find us. Let's get out of here. Yes, sir. Catch us at audio-theory.com. New episode every week on all platforms. We also have the Spotify and Apple Music Heat of the Week selection. So be sure to peep that on the site. And if you're on YouTube, check down below. Copy some merch. Do what you can to support the pod. Also, if you're if you're broke, if you're a broke bitch, you can like, <laughs> subscribe, and comment and share instead. So you can help us it, that way too. It takes two seconds <laughs> to hit subscribe. Just two, yep. just, just a and tap, it's free. Bro, a, oh man, that's funny. If you're a broke bitch, that's funny. <laughs> Phenomenal way to end the pod. Love you, my dude. Safe trip. Love you too. Peace. Thanks. Peace.